Hi, everyone. I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And I'm Ruth Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We certainly don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Well, hello, everybody. Today, our podcast is dropping a bit late in the day, um, later than usual. Um, and we have done that because Rue and I felt like things are changing at such a quick pace. We mm. actually wanted to record the day that it dropped. Right, right. Because I feel like, I don't know, I put down my phone and then an hour later, I pick it up and I hit the Twitter app and I just I'm kind of preemptively wincing because I have no idea how things have progressed in that last hour. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, I mean, even case in point last week, I believe we recorded on a Monday and then it dropped two days later on Wednesday, as it usually does. And even between what I had learned between Monday and Wednesday, I felt like I would have said things differently. And then, you know, you and I were going to record on Friday and my kids were still going to school on Friday. Right, right. So much has happened just day over day. It's wild. So uh, how long are your kids out? Do you know? Well, here's the thing. I think I could be wrong, but I do believe that most kids are going to be out of school um, until the end of the year. I think that people are not wanting to announce that yet, but our governor, Governor Newsom, has already said it. He said parents need to prepare that kids will be out for the rest of the year. And I honestly think that's probably what's going to happen to most. Yeah, I know uh, last night Kansas announced it, that yeah. they are doing just like just no one's going back to school. And yeah. I cannot bear the idea of telling my kids that. Um, I've I've got one kid that's set to do this, like, it's graduation, it's her last year at this school, Um, you know, not high school graduation, but graduation nonetheless. And so that is, I'm in this, like, local mom's group, and first it talked about, like, oh, will we be out for two weeks? And then it's like, oh, man, it's definitely going to be for the rest of the month. And then, okay, other schools are talking about going into April, And then, you know, it's kind of like slowly we're just facing the fact that kids might not go to school for the rest of the school year. Yeah. um, Which is bananas. Like, I don't know about you, but there are times where I will purposefully get caught up in something else. Like the other night I was reading a book and I was reading a book for like an hour and a half. And then I stopped reading for a second and I just kind of went... Oh my gosh, like thinking about the state of the world right now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I spent the weekend in a mad frenzy of organization and home projects. And, you know, it's funny because people have commented and said like, wow, you're so productive. But the thing is like, that's just my way of ignoring my feelings. I mean, everybody has their way, right? Whether it's television, reading, you know, and and I think last night was the night where all the feelings about all of this that I had been avoiding by doing things kind of caught up with me. And I just 
lost it. I cried for like an hour last night. Like, you know, just like, this is so sad. And my heart is breaking for, you know, my kids. And I finally, yesterday was the day that I just deleted everything on my calendar. You know, like it had been on there and I hadn't like manually removed everything. And I'm removing a play that my daughter has worked on for months. And I'm removing this, you know, like all of these things that we were excited for um, towards the end of the year. And it's just there, the things my kids have been working on have just been, everything's been decimated. Well, it's interesting because you wrote this, you had this great post on Instagram about how this isn't like the tragedy Olympics. And I, you know, I understand how dire this is for a lot of people worldwide, but I also want to be empathetic to, the things that aren't life threatening, but certainly are are sad. You know, my yeah. my youngest, uh, who you've met, Kristen. She is. She was supposed to be the evil queen in her play, mm-hmm. and she she is so pumped. She makes a great. She makes a great villain, and so she keeps asking me, like, do you think? Do you think it'll be in a month? Do you think it'll be in two months? Do you think I'll still be able to play the evil queen? Yeah. And it's just so sad, you know. It's brutal. It's really brutal for kids, and I mean, my heart is breaking for all of the seniors. You yeah. know, all the kids who ha- are now having prom canceled and graduation canceled my boyfriend has a senior in high school and she's just like am I really not going to have a graduation you know and all of it is up in the air probably not she's probably not yeah yeah I'm seeing that for for um lots of universities now you and I are both located in pretty hot hot spots um and so the universities here have also canceled commencements but I've also noticed in different parts of the country where it hasn't quite hit yet um they, they're not yet facing those closures yeah but it's tough I mean I think they're going to I mean I think we've all seen the spring break footage of all of the you know high school and college kids crowding the beaches uh, in Florida and it's yeah. like all those kids are going to go back to their homes and to their peers and I mean if, if if anything I think that illustrated why so many colleges closed because right they can't have kids going out and then coming back and living on a campus so okay before we get to too much stuff about kids you I want to get to your last 24 hours because coronavirus has you know this fear has hit home for you yes so just you know uh, I have been texting Kristen incessantly and I'm just sharing with you guys um I am displaying some symptoms of COVID and um and two of my kids are as well Um, but the most frustrating thing is it's so difficult to get tested, um, unless you're apparently a basketball player. Um, so as of last week, you know, I had talked to my doctor and she was like, you know, there's really nothing we can do about it. I am generally, you know, I'm, I'm young, I'm healthy, you know, I don't have any, I'm not immunocompromised. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Sunday, one of my kids who's asthmatic was having a really hard time. We were doing like around the clock NEB treatments. I was checking her O2 sats. um, And so I called the doctor again and said, you know, Look, so you know, I have been traveling a lot. I have been up and down the East Coast uh, to a bunch of different hotspots. I've been in airports, and um, obviously, I've not, uh, you know, been any been in any of the international hotspots. But um, so on Sunday, the doctor said, 
unfortunately, they will not test her for COVID unless she's bad enough to be hospitalized. Oh my gosh. Uh, which was a bummer. But then, you know, Monday, the news came late Monday night that they're expanding testing in our region. Okay. So yesterday, I called and said, hey, look, my two uh, asthma kids are symptomatic. And so... Anyway, long story short, my PCP, who just, you know, she took a look at my my travel records and mm-hmm. um, especially like the, the specific hotspots I was in um, and knowing that my kids are asthmatic, she wrote me a script to get tested for COVID. And then my pediatrician wrote um, wrote a script for two of my kids to get tested for COVID. But then beyond that, it was still hours on the phone just scheduling the appointment, even oh my though gosh. even though it was it was ordered. Like you can look at my right. file and it was like, yes, a COVID tested a COVID test has been ordered. Um, and so it's just a wait because so many people are trying to get tested for COVID. So um, anyway, so yes, I will get tested tomorrow. And my symptoms are, you know, I don't know, Kristen, you and I have joked about about we, you and I have joked about like, has everyone just had like a mild fever all winter? Right. <laughs> but right. Um, and so part of me is like, well, maybe I'm just under the weather. But then my kids are, you know, that dry cough. And mm-hmm. um, and honestly, I, there's part of me that thinks that um, like knowledge is just so important. And just just knowing for me mentally just helps me oh my regardless gosh, of, of whether or not they do anything differently for me. But now like I have been I have been militantly practicing social distancing mm-hmm. and and now i will continue to do that you know especially if there is um there is a a positive test result i am i am not worried for my health like i'm a little bit worried about my asthmatic kids mm-hmm. especially because i mean you know you have asthma like that that sucks and yeah. um so so we'll we'll see um i heard one medical one state's medical whatever head of whatever state that for every person in the u.s that's been tested the likelihood is there are a hundred more right. who have not been confirmed right which boggles my mind so um so yeah i you know i was texting you last night that i was having a nice little moment of panic because again which, i'm gonna talk of course right but i'm like just very selfishly very selfishly knowing that people in the world are experiencing turmoil either health-wise or economically very selfishly for a moment this is not how i wanted my sabbatical to go (laughs) you know oh my Um, gosh your sabbatical just became i mean what is what even is this now yeah this is no longer a sabbatical yeah yeah and so there's part where i still feel like I don't know. I think it caught up to me last night, just like still having to kind of work through the trauma that I've been dealing with, uh, with this line of work. But then also like, what's my work going to look like when I come back? And what about my kids? And what are we all going to do if we're all indefinitely homeschooling our children? Right. And then just feeling worried about the world. Like I'm, you know, I, I am not worried about putting food on my kids' table, but that's not the case for so many people. So many people. So I think I'm just having general general levels of worry, you know. I mean, I, this, I do think this is kind of a collective trauma. And as you're saying, there's so many layers. But I think, you know, the, the test, the, the lack of tests, which you just came, you know, face to face with, 
And I will say that I have also been having symptoms. Um, Now, what's tough is if you're asthmatic, asthmatic symptoms look like COVID symptoms, right? So I'm having an asthma spike and it's really stressful trying to figure out, is this just a regular spike? You know, because that does happen sometimes. Or is this COVID that's making it worse? I'm coughing all day long. I have shortness of breath, but I also have periods of time where that's true. And the fact is, like, I just feel like if there was any other medical condition where you're showing symptoms and it was really contagious, a doctor would be like, let's just test you. You know, I mean, I can think of like a month ago, I went to the doctor and they just quickly tested me for the flu. Let's just see if it's the flu. Right. And the fact that we can't get information on this, and it's such a serious, it's such a serious condition. Um, You are in my circle of people I know. So not just people I'm reading about on the internet, right? Like a guy on Twitter, but of people I know, you're the fourth person I know that has had to fight to get a test that's having real symptoms. Right. Right. And I under I understand I understand having to triage. I understand yeah. they look at me, they're like, you're right. 37, you're low risk, you're not immunocompromised. You know, I want to save this test for someone who is. I totally understand. Well, but your kids why... are high risk. Right. Well, I understand how last Thursday they were like, you know what? Sorry. Um, and then I was I was super bummed on Sunday with, you know, my my asthmatic kid. It was well, well. If her, you know, if the NEB treatments aren't working and she has to go to the ER, that's the only way they'll test her for COVID. But if anybody with asthma knows, if you're having to nebulize 24-7, you're a step below the ER. Like, that is unmanaged asthma. That is not good. Right, right. I mean, I I slept on the couch next to um, my 10-year-old. Just because oh, I was so stressful, and, and and you know because I was con. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm like constantly checking temps and constantly checking O2 sats, and I'm oh, constantly, yeah. you know, and so um, that has that you know that's certainly been a worry. So I, you know, I'm grateful in that. Like, let's say, let's say I am positive for COVID. Uh, I don't expect that I'll be one of the ones. I don't expect that I'll take a hospital bed. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I, right. Um, that's not the concern. My concern, of course, is for my kids. My concern is that you know my sweet, sweet sixty-five-year-old mother who does not understand the concept of stay the f home is like, oh, I want to come over and see you guys, and you know I'm working from home too. So how about I just work from your home? And I'm like, mom. No, stay home. Stop shopping. You know, um, I had tweeted that uh, uh, keeping my el- my uh, my mom at home is like herding feral cats. You know, it's Total- like this- so <laughs> many people. That is true for so many people. I this is my theory. I think old people don't realize that they're the old people when they're like, oh, oh, they're just saying it's high risk for old people, and I'm like, but mom, you're the oh, old yeah, people for sure. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's so true. I mean, yeah, I I mean, even for myself, it's like, you know, I'm mid 40s. But you know, they've been saying like, oh, and it could be bad for middle age. And and still in my head, I'm like, still old people like, (laughs) oh, wait, I'm middle aged. Right, right. So and you know, I'm going to say this too. And now I'm going to sound like a real conspiracy theorist. But when they say, oh, it doesn't really affect kids. Okay, but that's really based on a limited amount of data, right? Like, this hasn't been around for oh, yeah. that long where we're able to say, oh, all kids are scot-free. No. And, and, or they'll get it and it'll be super mild. Well, I do, I really do hope that's the case and I hope that continues to be the case, but it doesn't, you know, I still want to point out um, 
I want to still po- I still want to point out the contradictory the contradiction of the phrase social distancing play date. You know, I'm, yeah, I just, yeah. Well, anyway. let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, that has been a topic of discussion in our in our Facebook community of just, you know, this question of like, well, can we still do play dates or how much social social distancing should I really be doing? And, you know, I read an article that was kind of explaining, it's like, if you have another kid over to your house, then the spider web of that child's community exposure just doubled for your own kid, right? So, you know, every school child that that kid's been in contact with, every employee that shares an office with their parent, um, you know, I mean, just this, this simple act of a play date puts our kids in a lot of exposure, you know? Yeah, I read, and I like this idea. I don't know how how feasible it is for a lot of families, especially for parents working out of the home. But like, let's say, you know, your family, let's say your family has stayed indoors for 14 days and you're not making contact with other people. And my family lives next door to you. And we're staying, we've stayed indoors for 14 people. No one's like interacting with others. No one's traveling. And we've hung out for 14 days. At that point, a doctor said, my family and your family can interact as long as there's the understanding uh-huh. that we're not going to interact with anyone else. Right. Which I which I like. I don't know how feasible that is, but I do like that idea. Well, I think that that requires that every single parent in that, you know, community is working from home, which I don't right. know how many people that is. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. if, if there's one parent that's still going to an office or out in the community for other reasons, then it's, I mean, it's almost like an STD. It's like, you know? Yes. It's if one person, it's like you're having sex with everyone, you know, Ugh. but um, yeah, we have talked with neighbors about doing some play dates where we sort of set up chairs outside, right? And, you know, the chairs are six feet apart and the kids can come and get together and they can play a game that doesn't require touching, you know, like yeah, um, that maybe they play mafia or maybe they, you know... Or they just sit and talk. Um, but we've, you know, we've tried to figure that out. It's like, okay, what if you, like, we chalk out where seats are are going to be in the driveway. And then kids bring their own chairs and they bring their own food and, no, you know, and then they walk home. Um, but that's all I'm kind of willing to do at this point. I know. Part of me is like, what if I take a Nerf football and I wear gloves and right. I sanitize it and we invite the neighbor kid over and one stands on the other side of the yard yeah. and my kid stands on the other and they just have a catch and then, you know, wash their hands when they're done. It's a while that we're going through these. It like, is. Uh, there are neighbors that were like, oh, can we at least do a book swap? Because the libraries mm-hmm. are all closed. Everything's closed. Restaurants, yeah. gyms you know, uh, hair salons, they're all closed. And so we were like, yeah. And then someone goes, hold on, the, the virus can be passed via paper. Yeah. So so then here is my offer, which I might need to recant depending on how uh, my test goes tomorrow. But okay, I will take the book that you'd like to borrow from me. I will wipe it down. I will stick it in a plastic bag. I will wait three days. And then right. Dro- and then I will drop it off on your front porch for you. Um, that works. I mean, we're all going to have to get creative in this, really, you know? Yes, and, okay, Kristen, here's my question for you. How long do you think we're going to be living like this? I don't know if people want to hear my answer on this. Well, I want to, I I would like, 
for me, I want to. I, I would like your guess, and then I will. I will also share. I have a friend who is in the medical industry who said they don't believe this will actually even peak in the United States until July. No. Mm-hmm. Meaning that's the peak. Okay. Um, I mean, the problem is, I think we're going to be living like this until it's eradicated with a vaccine. Oh my gosh! So this is like, this I, is like, what? Like the measles way back when? Yeah, I, I, I hate to say that, but I, I, that is what I was reading last night that caused me to bawl my head off for an hour. I think we may be living like this for a long time. Now the problem is, our Americans willing to live like this for a long time, you know? Yeah, I mean, at some point, I think people are just going to say, F it. They might. And, 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 that, and that'll get, of course, that, that will have, you know, just incredible damage to society. But yeah, that's, I mean, I, I did read someone say, you know, it might not be possible for kids to go back to school in September if it's still like this. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of this is going to be determined by watching what happens in China as they loosen their restrictions because they're beginning to. And some people are concerned that as they loosen their restrictions, the infection rate is just going to go right back up. Because really yeah. there's there's three ways for this to end. Okay, one is um, that it would die off in the summer like the flu does, but we we have no idea if that will happen or not. And some well, doctors I re- I are skeptical. That it, I read that it absolutely will not because this yeah. is happening in obviously like warm weather countries as well. Like this is happening right. in the Philippines and, right. and, and elsewhere. So if that doesn't happen, then the only other two options are herd immunity, which means that everyone got it, or a vaccine. And... So I think we're waiting on that vaccine. And I think herd immunity isn't going to count because who was it? There was Japan had its first um, reinfection. Japan or China. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people. A lot of people have tested positive again. So, so I don't right. think it's not going to be like the chicken pox in the 80s. You know what I mean? Right. Where we are like, oh, let's just have a chicken pox party and get right. it over with. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, life as we know it is drastically changed. Yeah, I think that's, I think I am slowly coming to terms with that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm slowly coming to terms with that. And I think, you know, this might, this might be a topic that we continue to touch on for the next couple of weeks, because it's not like it's, like, obviously, last week couldn't have been just like, okay, there's our COVID episode, right? Like, this is the thing, kind of thing that's permeating. Oh, I mean, this is, this is our new normal now, I think. And, you know, the upheaval that it's bringing for people, not just in their health, but economically. And, I mean, I never wanted to be a homeschooling parent ever in my life. Never wanted yeah. to do this. And look where I am, you know? Yeah. And I would like to give, I would like to give just one one unsolicited piece of advice to every parent out there who is freaking out about the prospect of having to homeschool their kids for the mm-hmm. rest of the school year while working full time from home. Yeah. And I know that some some schools are putting together, you know, lesson plans and supplemental supplemental um work, but I am a hundred percent okay with 
my kids doing very little traditional schoolwork. Right now I have, you've got like an hour of quiet time where I toss a couple worksheets, like math worksheets your way. You have a writing uh, writing prompt and you have to write an essay and then you have to read. And then the rest, if it's TED Talks and audiobooks, I am... I, I think that's a great education for the next three months. I am totally okay with that. Oh, totally. I mean, I put a schedule together for my kids, but it's really not about, you know, making sure they stay caught up. To me, it's more about giving them a structure during the day so they don't go stir crazy. Yes. And I have said to them, too, that um, I want them when it's a nice out, I want them outside yep. as much as possible. Yep. And the, the rule is you can go outside, but if you come inside, I give you a chore. Yes. I love that. And they're like, okay, yeah, no, we'll go outside. (laughs) Well, we actually, we went to the beach last night um, because, you know, we can do that where I live and park. And I mean, we literally saw no one. Right. Um, And so, you know, that's where I'm trying to like kind of figure this out is like, you know, we're all doing social distancing and I'm taking it very seriously because of my asthma. Um, So I'm not going into stores, but, you know, we can go for a hike or we can go to the beach. We can get out in nature. And it's funny because... You know, we went to the beach and I'm sitting there and I'm watching my kids play and I'm like, you know, this is going to be okay. Like, we're all going to be okay. Like, the tide is still coming in and the world is still turning. And, you know, I'm having this kind of existential moment of like, all of these circumstances we're going to get through. And then I came home and I read an article that was talking about this could go on for up towards a year. And I was like, no, nothing's okay. So it's just, I feel like we're all in this really fragile state of just convincing ourselves we're going to be okay and then losing it. This might be a good time to go to BJ. So we're going to do a quick ad break. And then I'm going to um, take us to BJ because she did address this today. Yes, let's. We're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors. I have talked about my use of CBD quite a bit on this show. Claire is also an avid user. We have both found it helpful with our anxiety and with sleep. Claire has found it to be helpful with one of her children as well. CBD has a ton of benefits. Our bodies already make cannabinoids and CBD helps us naturally balance that within our body. But it's important to note that not all CBD is created equal. There's a great company called Hemp Fusion that creates a CBD that also contains omegas and also contains terpenes. These things blended together help you feel even better. They do this because CBD works best for your body when it's combined with these other nutrients. Their specific blend of natural ingredients helps specifically with stress, with sleep, and with energy. I don't know about you guys, but those are three things I am always needing help with. You can find Hemp Fusion online, and you can also find it at natural product retailers near you. It ships anywhere in the U.S. As a reminder, THC-free CBD is legal across the U.S. So, You can use the promo code SELFIE for 20% off your first order of Hemp Fusion with free shipping at hempfusion.com. Again, that's promo code SELFIE to get 20% off your first order. Okay, let's go to BJ. We want to keep talking about the pandemic because we know that as time progresses, this is going to be a little bit of a marathon. And if you're, if we're going to be a podcast about self-care, then we want to be able to constantly bring you resources for knowing how to take care of yourselves. I just want to thank this community for your compassion and your care for one another, for the community around you, and especially for the most vulnerable among us. And I'm so grateful also for your authenticity and 
your vulnerability and sharing your fears and concerns, sometimes even irrational thoughts that you know they're irrational and you just can't seem to get a, a handle on them. And that's so normal in a situation like this. If you're listening and you're not participating in our Facebook community, I really encourage you to go there, especially during this time, because there's a lot of support from each other there and a lot of resources there. We have a couple of threads going for things to do with your kids um, while they're out of school, for things to do within your community to connect and look for opportunities for your family to safely support others who might be more vulnerable. And we're going to be visiting this conversation off and on while the social distancing is occurring. But there's a lot of information for you there too. So I really encourage you to go there and take advantage of that. It really does look like one of the biggest concerns that you have. Most of your parents have kids in school, and many of you are really concerned with taking care of yourself without any downtime from your family. And so I encourage you to really value the downtime that you need in order to survive this period of time that you're going to be pretty isolated. Keeping in mind, your kids can play outside as long as they're keeping themselves safe and unexposed um, will be good. It's important for them. It's important for you. Get outside and get vitamin D. Um, if you can get out and see the sunrise and the sunset, um, that's really good for your circadian rhythm. Practice bedtime hygiene. Make sure you're doing everything in your power to sleep better. Um, this is a really great opportunity to introduce self-care to your kids. Take a bath every night because they're not under the same deadlines that they are when school is in. So take extra time in the evening as a family to read together, to light some candles and slow down and be quiet and turn the devices off and spend time together kind of winding down at the end of the day. It'll be good for your kids. It'll be good for you. Have designated times of day that they each go to their rooms and you have time away from them that you can take care of yourself and take advantage of that time to practice self-care. Shut the door to the bathroom, lock it, and take a bubble bath at noon if you can while they're having their lunch. Just take every opportunity to practice self-care in ways that you're not typically doing it. If you don't make it an intention, your day will be behind you before you know it and you will have been you will be exhausted and it'll be too late. And so I really encourage you to build it into your schedule. Maybe make some really fun creative schedules and put them up on the walls in poster board and let the kids draw pictures and include all of this self-care as part of the schedule for the day. And I just think it's a really great opportunity for us to teach our children so many different things rather than seeing this as I need to entertain them all day. See it as I need to give them opportunity to grow and learn new things. This is an opportunity to teach your kids compassion and empathy around caring for the most vulnerable in your community. I mentioned to someone today that the most effective, you know, there's a lot of kids that with school out are going to go hungry. Their breakfasts and lunches are part of their school experience and Many of them don't have food at home. And the best way to support your food pantry um, locally is to give it money rather than food. 
Don't clear out your pantry. Make a donation. So maybe your kids could do something in the neighborhood for the people who can't get out and mow their yard or run errands or go to the grocery store. Maybe there's things that you can do to raise some extra money and you donate that money to the food bank. Um, Look for creative ways to involve your kids experiencing life differently because of this rather than seeing it as a difficult thing or a challenging thing see it as an opportunity and do some things as a family that you wouldn't typically do. Someone else expressed a concern about the isolation leading to depression. I believe this individual works from home and will be alone a lot of the time. And in the past, this has been an issue. And in this case, I would just really encourage you to start now thinking about what you need to do to prevent rather than letting it sneak up on you. Um, And then trying to pull back from it, getting outside every once in a while, take a walk around the block, taking breaks. If you have, you know, if, if it's easy for you to just kind of sit in one place and work without noticing the clock, then set alarms for a certain length of time and make sure that you get up and move your body. Work out. Endorphin release is such an important element to preventing depression and isolation. So, you know, there's lots of workouts you can do at home and lots of free things available. So any, even just getting up and doing some jumping jacks, or like I said, walking around your neighborhood will get the endorphins releasing and will combat that isolation feeling. I really want to encourage people as long as it is safe to, to not feel that you have to keep yourself inside the walls of your home. You really do need to be able to get outside and move around as often as you can and for as much as you can until you can't, if it gets to that point. Really being sure that you're just giving yourself every opportunity to combat that depressive set on um, in every natural way that you can find. If you have taken antidepressants in the past and you're not on them now, it might be a good time to talk to your doctor about uh, getting a prescription just to get you through this period of time. But I really know that there's so many holistic things we can do for depression and especially preventatively. And I encourage you to implement everything that you can come up with for that. Someone asked about locating um, support in their community. If you don't have the Nextdoor app, I would encourage you to join in your neighborhood. It is You have to join by using your address and be verified. You need to have your address, address verified in order to be a member. So it's like a little um, neighborhood watch online. It can be a little funky at times. There's people that can be a little interesting on there, but it's a great way to connect with the people that live around you while still maintaining some privacy. They don't know your address. They don't have access to your address, but they know the neighborhood that you live in. And you can include the surrounding neighborhoods when you're asking a question or posting anything on there. So it's like a little social media app just for your neighborhood. And a lot of people will go on there and express needs. It might be a great way for you to privately and safely connect with people who have needs in your neighborhood. If you don't know your neighbors very well, um, or you're not sure, you may find people on there that are identifying that they don't have family nearby. They don't have anyone to call if they need groceries. And if you're looking for an opportunity to connect in your community, that's a beautiful way to do it. Most communities also have Facebook pages. Um, 
I know I'm originally from Texas and all of my family still lives back in the same area. And I subscribe to local group pages and and city pages there to stay on top of what's going on in the world around my family um, so that I feel a little bit more connected to them at times. So um, don't hesitate if you've never joined a group like that to look for them now and just connect yourself as much as you can so that if indeed, especially if you are someone who is kind of isolated, you live alone, you don't have roommates, you don't have family within the direct vicinity of your neighborhood, you might want to connect in that way so that you know you have some people you can reach out to through that social media network if indeed you find yourself in need of anything. Lastly, I want to speak to those of you who are in fear financially. Maybe you are self-employed. Maybe you can't work from home. Maybe you live paycheck to paycheck and your company is unable to provide work for you right now because of restrictions that have been made. I saw today that Mark Cuban, who is one of the owners of the Dallas Mavericks basketball team, because the NBA has closed down, the employees of the stadium, of the arena, are at home without work for as long for the rest of the season, and that's their livelihood. And he is providing work for people who are employed by the the arena to have other work and other places to go and be trained and do things to earn money during this hiatus. And so I think about people like that that are going to be affected and there's not a recourse for them. I think of those of you who own local businesses and there's no vacation time. You have to shut your doors to go on vacation. You can't just close the doors and yet people aren't going to come in and shop or local restaurants. I was reading yesterday that they were recommending that you buy gift certificates for your locally owned restaurants during this time. And then use them after the pandemic is over um, and tip well, of course, at that time. But it gives those local restaurant owners an opportunity to have some income during the pandemic when when people aren't coming in for dinner. Order takeout as often as you can from locally owned um, restaurants so that you're really helping those people out that don't have an option, but to keep their doors open and try to find a way to eke out a living during this time. Many of you are going to be greatly affected financially. And those of us who have the privilege of working from home, of continuing our work during this time that are not going to be affected um, financially, reach out to people that you know, even if you can't help them financially, at least check on them emotionally and make sure they're doing okay. See if there's ways that you can help them financially through other recourses, through community connections that you may have, just getting the word out that they're struggling. I think it's really important. But for those of you who I'm talking about, if you're listening, I just encourage you to ask for support. Today, when I made that post, I commented on the restaurants and one of our listeners who is a travel agent and her work has just dropped to nothing right now. And she was asking people to please use travel agencies when you get ready to travel again. There's so many people and I just want you to know that I know this is a scary time. I've I've lived paycheck to paycheck before where you didn't dare have a refrigerator go out 
because you can't really live without a refrigerator and you can't really buy one for less than three or four hundred dollars. And I can remember when that was an astronomical amount of money and the fear that those situations would create for our family and the stress level is absolutely debilitating. And so I just want you to know we're holding space for you. We're thinking of you during this time. Reach out and give us ways that we can support you. Let us help us to know how to be creative around your businesses and others like yours that are in our own communities. How can we support those locally owned businesses during this time? And then I want to encourage you to be careful not to get into a scarcity mindset. When we panic and we start trying to nickel and dime our way back into being okay, we forget that there is a a force greater than us. And you don't have to believe in God. You don't even have to believe in a higher power. But I believe that God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is constantly conspiring on our behalf. And I think if you look around, you'll see the ways that things fell into place almost cosmically for you at times that didn't make any sense. And it's at times like this that that's something you want to lean into. I say this is what the definition of abundance is because a lot of people think abundance is you put something out there and you put out positive vibes or you pray and you ask for something and you get that prayer answered or that thing that you hope for comes back to you. But what I truly believe abundance is, is that belief that everything's going to be okay, that somehow, some way it's all going to come together and that there are forces beyond me that will manifest through the people in my community, the people in this community, through other ways that we can't even necessarily explain. Those needs will be met in some way. We will find a way to make it work until business is back again. And I just encourage you to stay in that thought process, even when it's really, really hard. Because if you stay there and you don't lean into the fear and lean into the stress physically and emotionally, you're going to fare better. And you're not going to fare any worse by thinking in those terms, where if you lean into the scarcity, it's going to affect you in every way, physically, emotionally, mentally, and it may actually affect you financially. And so I just I just challenge you to lean into the belief that you're going to be okay and we're going to support you. And I know that this community is one that would want to know if someone's at the end of the rope and they're afraid they're not going to make it, whether it's financially or in any other way, and that we're going to rally together to find a way to support you. And so I do continue to encourage each of you to please ask for help. The most vulnerable and authentic thing you can do is ask for help. And some of you are going to need it. And we're here to help in whatever way we can. And so please don't go through this alone. Let this community surround you. Look for ways to surround others in your community. And it will come back to you when you do. And we're going to get through this together, guys. Okay, well, I think we need a moment of levity. So rather than doing two thumbs up, today I think... Rue and I are just going to share some of the things that are keeping us sane right now. (laughs) Well, it's even just the, you know, what are some of the more ridiculous effects of the apocalypse, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Kristen, when are you going to get your hair colored? Well, I (laughs) did my roots by myself at home. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Two days ago. And in fact, it's funny because I, I actually do that on occasion. I don't love going in. And as I was doing it, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to like make a video of doing this just for people like myself who don't want, you know, don't want their roots to come in. Which if you do, right. more power to you. But, you know, if you don't want that indignity in the middle of <laughs> the world falling down around you, um, I might have to put a little tutorial about how you can do that at home. And then yes. you had an issue with your <laughs> gel nails, right? I did. I had an um, – I am not one of those skilled people that can paint their own nails. Like I can do, <laughs> I can do my left hand. Uh, but I cannot do my right hand. Do you know what I mean? So yes. I had gotten, um, you know, a gel manicure as I will occasionally do, but those things are really hard to get off. They are. And usually you, you go and they do it for you. And so I tweeted, you know, I tweeted that, um, I didn't think that, you know, painstakingly removing my gel nails is what I was going to be doing during the apocalypse. But then someone immediately DM'd me and said, Okay, wait, but how do you do it? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm watching an episode of, you know, last week tonight with John Oliver, and I'm like, you know, wrapping my nails uh -huh. carefully in cotton and tinfoil, and I got I got them I got them off. And I think I'm just gonna go I think my my apocalypse hands are just gonna be bare and very well moisturized. Totally. But but think about like I was thinking too, uh I was texting a friend about it. She's like, I can't get waxed. And I have a full mustache right now. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or or how about those of us who do, like, eyelash extensions or get, like, an eyelash perm? I think we're just going to all have to be okay with going back to whatever our eyelashes looked like before. I love an eyelash perm, Kristen. I love it. An eyelash perm? I have never done that. Yes. It's basically you go and they wrap your eyelashes around, like, a little rod and they put – I mean, it's it's a perm. It's like – that's it's like so perming, funny. I didn't know that was perming your hair. And so I my eyelashes are not short. They're long, but they're like they're Asian. They're stick straight. And so mm. I had to fight with a curling iron. So I just would get like a lash perm every four weeks. And I that very much so like funny. that. And now I, you know, I'm going to have to say goodbye to that. That said, we're all talking about like doing these things at home or leaning into uh, just our uh, apocalypse fashion. But if you have the opportunity to still support like your regular hair person, even if it's a, uh, I'm going to kick some money your way now and down the road, I'm going to get a haircut again, I'm sure, I'm sure that person would appreciate it. Oh my gosh, totally. I know I have some like you know, every week appointments that I'm just paying for, <laughs> whether or not the services are used. Um, because people in the service industry are really, you know, really going to be struggling. Yes. I also, um, I haven't worn makeup in a week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess because I haven't had to do well, I haven't, like right before, I mean, one of the reasons why I may have COVID is because I was in New York for a bit because I was right. doing press. And so I, you know, I look at the picture of me doing press and I had like my hair blown out and perfect makeup <laughs> and great nails. And now I look like I spend hours out in the back choring in the barn. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> well, my struggle has been, I will eventually put makeup on, I will eventually get ready. But that window keeps moving later and later <laughs> yeah so it's like 2 p.m 3 p.m I think the other day I finally took a shower at 5 p.m so I'm gonna have to get with the program here eventually of like okay wake up and get ready you know because it yes, feels like a Saturday every day but also I mean what am I gonna do with all my silk blouses I'm not gonna wear a silk no, blouse you're to not. Home homeschool my kids and you know 
I don't know. Well, let me let me say this. One thing that is keeping my sanity right now, you know that I am a fan of the sort of bohemian house dresses. Yes, yes. They're not quite mumus. They're not. They're mumu (laughs) adjacent. They're they're like captains, maybe. They're not that bad either, because I I have found for myself, if they have a little bit of a waist, right? Like if they're a little bit fit fitted at the waist. They don't quite look like Mrs. Roper, um, but but you know they're still an elastic waist, so so sure. it's still super comfortable. So I will actually what I will do is in the show notes and then also in selfie podcast community I will link up to some of my favorite just house dresses because that has been saving me from looking like a total schlep. Is that I I just throw a dress on every day. I like this. And they're I, so I comfortable. Do- I can't, I kept thinking, uh, I thought that like in the event of an apocalypse, I would just have like, I would have just insane muscles, like in Divergent or yeah, I would be right? shooting things like with Laura a bow Croft. and arrow. Right. Oh yeah. Like, like a real Katniss look. And I am just eating my way oh. through the stress. My, oh, yeah. w- one of my daughters is an incredible baker and right now she's stress baking. Same, same. <laughs> She is stress baking so much. Yep. I'm like, oh my god, what are these cookies? She's like, mommy, do you want one? I'm like, no, I want three. <laughs> oh yeah, we bake something every single day. <laughs> yeah, and I can't keep up with this. Uh, yeah, and I, um, for the first time in my life, uh, so I have a desk in my room upstairs, and for the first time in my life, I just dumped a bag of chocolate in my desk drawer <laughs> just to eat throughout the day. <laughs> It's the yes, I am I am I am concerned that I will gain the quarantine 15. Oh, I think I will. Uh, the chocolate is at least it's um what's it what's I'm opening my drawer right now to look at lilies? No, it's chalk zero. So it's like it's low in sugar. It's keto chocolate. It's keto chocolate. I mean, I'm not on keto. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Um, but the chocolate is at least low sugar. Oh my gosh. I couldn't be on keto if I wanted to because every store is out of meat. Oh, I mean, I think we're all carb loading out of necessity. Yeah. There's no so meat. I have got a kid that could stand to lose uh, some. Uh, sorry. I said that completely wrong, and I think a bunch of you just gasped. <laughs> I have a kid that could stand to gain oh, some it. weight. Like, she needs to put some weight on. Yes. And so I ordered, and I am, I, I think my friends that are vegan are just going to clutch their pearls right now. I ordered every bag of beef jerky I could find because I need that kid to gain weight, and she needs sure. more protein in her system. Sure. So for, so for lunch yesterday, I just, like, handed her. She's like, this is, I was like, just eat it. Eat it, like so you know, funny. add some stuff, add some stuff too. But like, I need you to eat all of this beef jerky right now. <laughs> well, I do have to say, I do feel like I'm sitting pretty for myself in the food department because, and I've talked so much about doing this territory foods thing, but um, they're still doing it. And so I did a bunch of research of, of like, is this food safe for me to eat? Right? Because I was getting a little freaked out, and it is like food. If it, you know. The virus can't live on food for more than 24 hours. So I, now my kids are eating crap. They're eating hot dogs, but I am still getting food delivery. And so I'm still eating like a paleo lunch every day, which at least feels nice. Like I have a full salad to eat for lunch today. 
Yeah, I don't know the last time I had real vegetation. Although, you know, I will say, like, in my local mom's group, there were there are a couple restaurants, because right now it's only takeout is yes, allowed. You can't same. sit in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, obviously this is affecting our revenue in a major way. And so if you would like to support us, we will deliver to you. You can do drop, you know, curb pickup. But I want to let you know that everyone in that kitchen is wearing masks and gloves and we are sterilizing and your food will be, like very very carefully prepared yeah and i thought that was so nice and just like a nice way to support um a a local a local business because you know that's one of my concerns too is that is this going to be tenable long term for all of these people who have you know small businesses or you know know, that sort of thing yeah totally we've been doing some takeout as well or freelancers Kristen. (sighs) yeah well (laughs) yeah i mean this is this is a rough time. Yeah. Well, for sure. maybe maybe um like Lynn Manuel Miranda is going to tweet our podcast or something and that Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Fingers <laughs> fingers crossed. Do you think he cares about um uh eyelash extensions women's, and gel nails? Uh-huh, women's self-care? <laughs> I don't know. He probably cares in some in some respect. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I sure. mean, I have lost I have lost contracts. Um I had, you know, some sponsored posts set up that have pulled out. Um, and then, you know, I have a book coming out in June and I had travel and press related to that and it's all been canceled. Yes. So anyway, uh, so I'm just going to say I, a quick, go ahead and pre-order my book if you. <laughs> well, no, no, let me, let me, let me do it for you. Okay. Let me do it for you. Uh, please pre-order Kristen's book. I think she has been such a, uh, a wise voice on the internet for over a decade. And one way you can support her is by pre-ordering the book. You can support by ordering via the links. Like if you're going to shop on Amazon, use one of the links that she drops in the Facebook page or in the show notes, because that certainly helps uh, support her family. Well, thank you. Um, you're welcome. And and so my partner, you know, as, as you know, my partner is, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd call it the gig economy, but he's a musician. And right. so, um, and I think it's very noble and very lovely that he sings at nursing homes and he sings at hospice and he sings at hospice as people are, you know, leaving this world. Yeah. And um, every nursing home has ha- and every hospice has had to cancel, of course. And he also sings at at weddings and those weddings are canceling as well. So that's something that we're kind of like, oh, all right, long term, that is that is something that we're going to have to, you know, figure out for sure. So I think it affects a lot of people in the uh, in, in a lot of different ways. And I know that there's some talk about um, you know, uh economy helps in some way. And I I hope that is the case because I am, you know, just my the two in me is worried about the population as totally. A whole. Although I will say, do you know what is I think is so lovely is that our school system is offering breakfast and lunch to go meals yeah for for every kid uh regardless for every kid in a household even if only one of the, those kids goes to the school district mine is so, too yeah and at I, every school that, and i i i think that's i think that's great i think I that's too. really great and so i hope that um i hope that people continue to do that and i am still checking on the uh older folks in my life saying hey Please do not leave your house. I will have stuff sent to your home. You do not need to go to wherever it is that you feel like you need to go to. So Totally. Um, yeah. Well, what else? Oh, I will say this. Um, Homeschool-wise, my, my kids are – we're still waiting. Our district is still trying to put together our distance learning. 
Um, and I will tell you two things that are saving our life. Um, one is Masterclass. Ooh, what is that? So it is, and it's not actually necessarily for children, but it is this website and it's, it's, you have to buy a subscription, but right now it's only $15 a month. And I'll link this up in the selfie podcast, um, Facebook and on the, and the show notes, but it is, um, this website where they have all of these professionals and a lot of them are celebrities teaching classes on everything. I mean, there's cooking, there's writing from David Sedaris, there's acting from Natalie Portman. There is, wow. Um, India's taking a photography class from Annie Leibovitz. Karis, my daughter Karis, oh, which wait, is... Oh, I saw that. Isn't like, isn't like Bobby Brown doing a makeup yes. class too? So Karis took the Bobby Brown class and then unbeknownst <laughs> to me on her own Instagram page, did a tutorial on Instagram, which was the cutest thing ever. Oh, I want I want her to teach me how to do a smoky eye. It's so cute. <laughs> they have um, music production. They have science, um, computer programming, and... So my kids are just watching classes on there all day, which I'm like, sweet, you know, because they're yeah, actually learning cool. something. And then um, the other one is Khan Academy. Oh, my gosh. The best. Yes. I was planning on getting my girls set up on that and today. It's free. We've, we've, yes. We've been, we've been doing some other stuff, too. And part of it is that, like... I like right now my eldest is just like I'm gonna write a book during this quarantine and all she wants to do is write stories and I kind of don't want to pull her away from that because I'm okay with like like hey you want to focus on this for three days I don't need you to take a I don't need you to do a science worksheet in the middle of it you know I do have um and obviously as uh while writing is my first love I uh google searched and then I also wrote up a bunch of my own um I made a google spreadsheet of writing prompts Mm-hmm. And I, just a big one, and then I printed them out and I cut them out. And so every day they each have a writing prompt, and they range from, you know, could you ever be a vegetarian? Uh, if so, you know, t- tell me why or why not. And so my youngest, uh, she's, you know, only in second grade. So she wrote this very adorable uh, essay about why she could only be a pescatarian because of sushi. Um, but there are fun ones too. Like, I love I, it. I did one. Um, I, I wrote a prompt that said, okay, you have any superpower you want. The only catch is you can only have it for the next 15 minutes. What is it and what do you do? Mm. Um, so I've actually had fun creating writing prompts. And if anyone who's listening would like access to that um, Google spreadsheet, just tag me on the Selfie Podcast community and then I will, I'll, I'll happily add you to that. That's awesome. I love that. So what are you going to do? Like, I, I guess, you know, we're going to be talking about this in the, in the group, and I know we'll talk, be talking about this next week. What are you going to do to just – what are some small things that you're going to try to do to stay sane over the, over the coming days? Well, I mean, to be completely honest, I saw a psychiatrist this morning, and I'm going to go on a new SSRI. That's one because mm. I'm not – you know, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to admit that I am not – handling this super well i have generalized anxiety disorder um and yeah i think i'm gonna need some meds um i am going to you know it's interesting because i and i know that you struggle with workaholism too that's a struggle for me and i think the biggest thing and i need in this is some permission to really rest um because it would be my temptation to work and work and work and then like overzealous with the school like with the kids and schoolwork right yeah and just to give myself permission to like 
you know, watch a little more TV or play a few more games or read a few more books. Um, because my coping mechanism, which, which can serve me well, but also not well, is just to go into like productivity mode. And oh, I feel like right now the pressure on me is like, I need to solve everything right oh, now yeah. for everyone. And which in one case, in like what some ways, it's a good thing because I'm able to you're able to help other people and I think helping people mm-hmm. is, is really going to be uh, key over the over the coming months but a friend last night said could you just like do an hour of nothing tomorrow like you're supposed to be on sabbatical yeah I'm like, all right what do I do during that nothing time like what mm-hmm. what do you and I realized I'm just I haven't figured out how to unwind yet yeah and so I was like oh there's this great 90 minute webinar on productivity and the response was no that is that is no. not that's <laughs> <laughs> what are you what are you saying right now? Not um, that. So I think that and, and frankly, like maybe I need to talk to a therapist about this. I find that the general things that used to kind of I used to kind of find joy in like mm-hmm. chilling out and doing, uh I I don't they no longer interest me the way that they did. Which yeah. I you know, I, I need to I, I need to figure that out, I'm sure. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard. Um yeah, and I think I'm going to try to get out of the house once a day. Um, you know, as I mean, I don't foresee that there would be any reason that I couldn't, you know, get out in nature as long as I'm distanced from other people. Um, so I'm going to try really hard to do that because that really gives me some perspective. And then the other thing that I desperately need to do is to stay off of news and Twitter and Facebook. Um, like, I have just been kind of drinking in the news like a fire hose. I think we all yes. have. And it's in some effort to understand and control and, and you know, predict. And I don't think we can predict this. And I need to let go of some of that. I will challenge you to do this because I just did it this morning. I just took Facebook and Twitter off my phone yeah. just, for the t- just for the time being because I find even if I'm lying in bed, because you know I'm under the weather, uh, I'm just scrolling through and just immediately going, oh gosh, oh man, oh, you know, it's like I'm just, con- it's like I'm just looking to traumatize myself with like every scroll totally. of my phone, you know. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like the news will be there. And I mean, I believe me, I am pro staying informed. I really am. But I'm bordering too informed. Like <laughs> last week, I was reading transcripts of Japanese doctor's notes. Oh, my gosh, Kristen. <laughs> translated from Japanese, <laughs> trying to figure out like, you know, like this is going you know, too far. <laughs> I think you and I are very, very smart but we also have to come to the term come to terms with the fact that you and I are not going to solve covid. We are not, <laughs> but I almost did. But if yeah. anyone know, wants to know the drugs that are effective in China, I can tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's an well, anti-malarial spo- spoiler alert. It's <laughs> Well, if you start selling those out of your garage, I let know, me know. Right? I'll make sure to Venmo you. Um, well, I hope that and I 
I know that a bunch of people who are listening and people in our selfie podcast community are likely dealing with a lot of the things that we're dealing with fears and anxiety and weird ways of coping. And so I would just encourage you if you have not joined us in that group, please do it is a safe space. I feel very comfortable talking with you all there. Um, And I think that right now, especially since we're all isolated, uh, the internet is a great way to just find support and community. So please join us if you have not. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at Selfie Podcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes but you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care.